and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm tanned, rested, All right, and ready. shut up. We got to get going. No, got- no. We, uh, <laughs> the show has started now. And our guest who has been urging us to stop bullshitting and get to the podcast since he walked in the door. Can we try and get this well, hour-long episode uh, done in 20 minutes yeah. if possible? Now he's going to have to listen. This is like having to watch someone's vacation slides. That's true. I just got back from Mexico. Oh, yeah. I had a great time. I did a lot of fun stuff. I'm really glad to be back, but I missed it. I miss it already. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I did all kinds of... I went and saw some Mayan ruins. Oh. I went and uh, I, I jumped and swam in a cenote, which is like a sinkhole. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's incredibly uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I ate, a lot of, ate a lot of great food. I uh, saw the second largest convent in the world. Where's the first? Uh, in the Vatican. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're making sense. <laughs> uh, and uh, just had a great, great time. Um, and uh, just wanted to take my time laying yeah. out my... Just really... My, you know, <laughs> my vacation. Really paint a picture. That's what <laughs> yeah. it's all about. Where um, we can dwell for a minute. No, oh, Let's do some uh, bre- deep breathing exercises. Yeah. Um, I also saw a movie when I was in Mexico. What movie the was that? The Cultural Center was showing The Lady from Shanghai. Hey, all right. That's so a great I, movie. I saw The Lady from Shanghai, a projection from DVD with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of qualifiers there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what that's what I did. So uh, thanks for welcoming me back so warmly, both of you guys. Absolutely. Welcome uh, back, David. <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been introduced, so I'm going to um, stop talking. Do we want to go ahead and get some, uh, uh, pay some bills? Get yes. that out of the way? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Uh, now, David, I want to take you on a journey. I was going to do this I was before. Just on a, I was just on a journey. <laughs> well, I've got another one for oh, you. Oh, the this journey, one, let me tell you, <laughs> on the way back, I spent so long at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. Oh, man. That's so a good like, airport. It is. It's a good airport. Huge. Yes. Also, it's a little things that I notice. Mm-hmm. The the bathrooms at the Dallas Fort Worth airport, both in the stalls and above the urinals, have like a shelf area. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you don't have to leave your bag on the like the, the disgusting floor, urine soaked floor, or like and like turn your back on it where someone could come along and take you. Set it up on the shelf. Why does that? that why does that not standard issue? I don't anyway. Know. I was able to spend a long time at Dallas Fort Worth. I got delayed. I got home very late. That's why last week's episode was up a day late because That's I got right. home close to one in the morning and had to get up again at six. And I said, uh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. They will wait a day. But, uh, what were you going to say about taking me on a journey? Okay. So Dave, this is a mental journey. Okay. I want you to imagine that you're walking into a movie theater and it's the, uh, it's the North Hollywood 30. There's 30 screens, but it's not, it's not playing, you know, Whatever horse shit is in theaters right now. Batman versus Superman. It's not playing Dawn Batman versus Superman. Uh, you know, it's not playing. Turn, turn off the dark. Batman versus Superman. <laughs> it's not playing any of those. These the art of illusion. That's oh, that's a good one. We should start using that. Like electric boogaloo is done. Deadly right. art of illusion is where it's at. Yes. Um, so, you know, unlike any other theater, which is just playing whatever the studios want them to play at this particular moment, uh, these are every single screen has a has a different great movie as selected by by movie fans uh, who are not afraid of subtitles, who aren't afraid of movies pre-1970. Uh, they really champion good movies all around. What kind of people? Our kind of people. Now, I said that this was the North Hollywood 30. As it turns out, that is not what it's called. It is called... The movie 30. All right. 
I'm deciding to go a different way with the uh, sponsorship. Uh, so what this what the situation is, if you go to movie.com, you have 30 movies to choose from. There's a new movie every day, okay? And when that new movie comes in, the oldest film goes away. So you you got to, you know, you got to get on this. But when a new movie comes in, you've got 30 days to watch it. It costs 4.99 a month. If you have a mobile, if you have the uh, the movie mobile app, you can download films. I just downloaded one today in fact. Um and if you go to movie.com slash battleship, you get the first month for free. Now, I'll tell you about some of the things that they have right now. They've got uh, Train Spotting, Our Nixon, City of God, uh, Elite Squad, The Enemy Within, A Band Called Death. But then I, I specifically want to read this part. Movie is proud to present the exclusive online premiere of young director Isaiah Medina's kaleidoscopic first feature, 8888. Uh, which is a gorgeous and provocative new kind of digital image making. Uh, I was going to write down the summary, but it sounded too crazy, and I didn't think I'd be able to sell it okay. uh, with my uh, with my cadence. But it sounds very interesting, and uh, it is the uh, the exclusive online premiere at Mubi. So go ahead and sign up mubi.com slash battleship for your free month. Do that, and uh, if you do, if you do, if you do download one to your phone or tablet. Mm. And you're watching it in a public place, right? Waiting room, off-track betting, sure. The fun, the, uh, the 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 bus, yeah. skydiving, you know. <laughs> all skydiving. Yeah, uh, you want to have some earbuds in. You don't want to bother the people around you. Uh, and I suggest you use tweakedaudio.com earbuds. Uh, they're professional quality, um, but they look great. They're very stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of colors to choose from. They sound great. Uh, they're available at a low, low price over at tweakedaudio.com, but because you're cool and you know us, if you put the offer code pretension in at checkout, you get one third off that already low, low price and no shipping charges. That's tweakedaudio.com offer code pretension. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, all right. Finally, the, at our, long last, our guest has been drumming his fingers impatiently <laughs> on the table. Uh, He's been giving me death stares, David. Let's get into it, shall Indeed. we? Who's our guest? Well, I'll tell you, David. Before, as a way of introducing our guest, I'll say this. Uh, so last night, I did something that I know you would never do, and that you hate to do. I went to Denny's with a listener. The listener happened to be in town from Boston. Yeah. He's been listening well, for there are eight multiple things in that sentence that I would never <laughs> do. Yeah. Oh, you'll go anywhere with listeners, but you hate Denny's. You have no patience for pancake puppies. That's a thing I know about you. Uh, but anyway, uh, this listener has, uh, has been a fan of ours for eight years, uh, and he happened to be in town. And so uh, we, he, he emailed and said, would you like to go uh, out? And I said, only at this time of night, and we will go to Denny's, because uh, this is my show, and it's my terms. Uh, <laughs> So I ask the standard questions. How long have you been listening? How did you find the show? Do you have uh, any notepad out? I, yeah. Well, it's, it's all in here, <laughs> okay. David. Uh, do you, uh, do you have any favorite? his notepad. Yeah. No, I actually am carrying a notepad. <laughs> David, this is supposed to be theater of the mind. Um, but, uh, and I asked, hey, 
who are, who are some of your favorite guests? And uh, now I will say immediately said Josh Fadum. Like he didn't even let me get the full sentence out. Uh, close second, though, and he did not know that this was going to be our guest tonight. He said Wayne Fetterman. Wayne. What do you think you're about one that? Of, you're one of our favorite guests. I feel guests good. People, I like Josh a lot. I feel like it's a good company. Absolutely. We once did that, you know, I, we did the list of all the Oscar winners, and Josh and I had a nice time with that. A list in what sense? Just, you know, like, for some reason I can remember all the Oscar winners oh, yeah. for, oh, okay. for, through the years. Mm-hmm. And so once I, like, I don't know, I was at a party with him, and we went over it, and we had a great time. <laughs> he, know, he knew a lot of them. He knows. He, he knew a lot of them. So he was... Very knowledgeable, best really. Supporting actress. No, 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 no. I mean, just the best picture, just the best picture. Oh, okay. From each year, from each year. I have a pretty good memory of supporting actor and actress, like for the last, I'm going to say, 20 years, but I can't, uh, I, I can't guarantee. What's 78? Do you don't know? I said 20. 78. Let's see. Is that, I, know that what, be, I know what one best picture. Would that be Kramer versus Kramer? No, no, that's 79. Supporting that's actor was Christopher Walken that for right. Deer Hunter. It's supporting actress. Ugh. I don't actually know. Right. Was Meryl nominated? She was nominated. She did yeah, not win. She won the first, next. Was that her first nomination? I would have to be because gosh, only, I think so. And then she's she only won the, in Manhattan. No, no, she's the Manhattan hasn't even come out yet. Right. That's the first time I remember seeing her. Do you? Can you name a movie before that that she's in? Oh my no, I can't. Nope. David? Nope. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And then I'm, she won the next year for Kramer versus Kramer for supporting actors. What a year for her! Yeah, she's yeah, in she's Kramer ca- versus Kramer and Manhattan in the same year. What do you think? Okay, <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Okay, this is we're already getting. This into is why it. I'm a great guest. It's, it's already, it's we're off yeah. on some weird tangent. We don't have a topic, so we can yeah, do whatever of course, we want. Of course. So okay. Many years ago, when uh, my friends and I had a a weekly movie night, I haven't been going to it in a a long time, but at at the time, we we would have like a double feature. We would watch two, sometimes three movies that were similar, either the same filmmaker, kind of the same genre, whatever, and we had a Woody Allen night. Yes. And we watched Manhattan, and that was my first time seeing Manhattan, and I thought there was a lot of stuff that was really great, Um, but I have a hard time embracing Woody Allen there when he is great I mean it's hard to be like you know I think probably Hannah and her sisters is my favorite crimes and misdemeanors is up there as is sweet and low down I like Annie Hall um oh you like Annie Hall I okay. like Annie That's Hall yeah okay. it's it is not my favorite of his but I do I do weird like it. you would like that movie <laughs> it's a weird one to pick out well here we go very eclectic here very we eclectic go. of you <laughs> I a lot led, of people don't even know about that movie I <laughs> led with not only you know it but it's one of your favorites okay <laughs> I led with three movies that people don't immediately think of that's when not they true think of Woody there's Allen. four great Woody Allen movies you named three of them is the fourth Manhattan in your opinion yes. okay it's not I think it's pretty much that's I think most people agree. Those are the four. There's other really good movies. Yeah. Depending on your own sensibility. But those four are certainly great movies. Well, and it's, except you don't think Manhattan is. Here's the thing that gets me about Woody Allen in general is I often, especially when he is a character in his films, which happens a lot of the time, but not right, always like right. Sweet and Low Down um, or Bullets Over Broadway, which I loved. Um, there is a certain... The the character of Woody Allen that shows yeah. up in his films he he always he's always commenting on on things and I recognize that he is emotionally engaged with what's happening but his commenting on it often keeps the character at arm's length not merely from the movie itself and the events that are happening but also from me 
I have a very hard time knowing what to think of him. And there are times when I, it almost feels as though, uh, that a lot of like modern hipsterism, which is like a little bit detached and a little bit like we, it's like, yes, yes, we're invested to a point, but we're also outside of it, commenting on it. I feel like a lot of that, not second screen experience. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm not going to say it originated with him, but like Woody Allen's characters are live tweeting their own movies. <laughs> that's a great, that is a great way of thanks, putting it. Thanks, yes. Thanks. Well done. Uh, and, and so that kind of thing, analog tweeting that I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, it means before it be digital. Oh, okay. I got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that keeps me from embracing some, Woody. Of, some of his films, the well, Woody but just character. So you know, well, let's the crimes and misdemeanors he's yeah. in. Yeah. Hannah and his sisters, which is your favorite. He is yeah. in. David, I don't know if you've seen any of these movies. I have. I th- and I think I would land on Crimes and Misdemeanors most days of the week. As well. I would say I that's go back his, and forth. This is the weird both. thing. I would agree with you that that's his best movie. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite, but that is, I think that's his best movie. That movie is spectacular. On, obviously. But like when I think of Hannah and her sisters, I, I, think, of, I think of Michael Caine. Yeah. When I think of crimes and misdemeanors, I think of Martin Landau, understandably. Right. You know, like I think of the characters that I'm more personally oh, invested in. Okay. Whereas, and his stuff so is always So that's surprising funny. you wouldn't. I mean, I was mocking you about Annie Hall because obviously it won yeah. the best picture, and, you know, but uh, was voted WGA's top comedy screenplay hmm. in, the history of com- in the history of movies. I believe it won. For a second, I thought you were talking about WGN, the superstation. Yes, <laughs> in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, of course, of course. And they then they do the top way, yeah. ten uh, bears, and then the uh, bulls, and then the whatever the Chicago. What's the hockey team? Fly- Blackhawks. 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 So uh, yeah, so I, I, that would that was just my point that they uh, that that that's a highly acclaimed movie, but that one he is a star in. He and is. Manhattan is the star, and the other yeah. two is a supporting player. And I think perhaps the reason that Annie Hall works so well for me is because th- we see that we see the, the character is still the same. It's still that Woody character is commenting on yeah. things and stuff. But we see that the 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 social and personal and emotional ramifications of being that type of person that you uh, like your relationship will maybe be ruined as a result of being this type of person. And happens in Manhattan as well. And yeah, and I and there are aspects to uh, of Manhattan that I really like. I think it's beautiful, of course. Um, but it's uh, not only my favorite Woody Allen movie. It's one of my top ten movies in the history of the genre. Starting in 1915 when they started making full-length movies. Okay, we're going to return to that in a moment, but uh, because I, I love top, I love top tens. Yeah, um, I, I don't even, even if, know if I have that list yeah. on me, but I know it, Just, would, yeah, it we'll, would be in my. I know it would. Be, we'll definitely be going off the top of your head, and yeah, uh, yeah, we are you. going to talk about this. Um, but it's more just—I uh, don't know. It seems somehow wrong for me to dislike Woody Allen. He is so beloved, especially in that period. Uh, can I, can and I, I don't dislike him. I, but well, I, you, I mean, I know there's people maybe younger than you that mm. know him from this weird sexual thing with right. his yeah. stepdaughter or yeah. she wasn't really, I, whatever that was, whatever it was, yeah. she married her son's sister. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her son's sister. He married. Oh, he married his wife's wait. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Anyway. Wait, okay. So who is their own grandpa here? Like that's. <laughs> but anyway. So and especially Manhattan more than any other movie is about a relationship with a forty-two-year-old and a high school girl. Yeah. So a lot of people I know are just like, I can't even deal with this. Yeah. Knowing that it's yeah. been what's the word infected. 
contaminated. Corrupt, contaminated. Corrupted. Is, yeah. corrupted tainted. tainted. Um, the file is corrupted. Sure. The, yeah. So, but you're not that. That's no, not your problem. You it's, just like, no, it's not that. It's more artistic. Just, yeah, it is the Woody character. Like, because that's the thing. Woody Allen, he still wrote Michael Caine's character in Hannah's right. Sisters. He still wrote these other things. No He's a brilliant writer. But there's something about the Woody character that I enjoy. I I'll, I'll laugh at, but it just for whatever okay. reason. That's the legitimate. I mean. He is. I mean, he's not super emotional. Guy. Yeah, he's a very analytical New Yorkie. Yeah, it's dude. which is way, maybe why I'm I'm a big fan of Sweet and Low Down. Do you like Sweet and Low Down? Yes, I do. Sean yes, Tan? I do. Yes, I do. There's a lot of his movies I like. Yeah, but I feel like those four are kind of in a different league yeah. than the other ones. I'm a big fan of. I don't know if you've seen this either, Tyler or David. Um, the one. Oh, what is the name of it? It's uh, the guy comes off the screen. Oh, oh, Purple oh, Rose of Cairo. Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoy that. Have I've you seen that? I've never seen that one. Nor, oh, oh, nor I have I. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Well, he's like he's sort of in my sweet spot of growing up and stuff yeah. like that. And well, and he produces age. so much stuff that well, now, like, I even, don't, now I think his stuff is awful. What's he, okay, so what has he like done lately? I like Night in Paris, but that's yeah, I know, five years ago now. Yeah, yeah there's been two movies that's come out in oh, the latest. Oh, uh, Blue Jasmine was, was good, Blue too. Jasmine, I think, I like was the one. best of this bad run, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and again, I you know, he's my favorite filmmaker, yeah. writer, director in the history of Hollywood. Have so. you seen all of his films? No, I haven't seen these last two. I didn't. Okay. I mean, they come and go so fast yeah. now. Yeah. I like wish I old, hadn't seen Hollywood Ending. That was right. maybe the worst one. But you know what I didn't catch up with until i guess maybe a little five or more years ago was radio days yeah. which i really liked i feel like that doesn't get talked about very much but it's There's uh, a great trivia question about okay. radio days that would that is the answer and that's the only movie that has diane keaton and the new wife oh oh yeah yeah so Oof, well it's yeah. uncomfortable um um i also think i don't know if this is just because i was you know in high school when it came out right, the new wife i mean mia farrow right. not right yeah I mean, obviously, Mia Farrow and right. Soon Yi is in your favorite Woody Allen movie, Hannah and Sisters. Soon Yi's in that? Oh, yeah. I don't think I remember that. Oh, That's interesting. yeah. She's I'll have to little, watch it again. She's a little kid at like those Thanksgiving things, just uh, running around getting. It's very. Now, now it's <laughs> Now that happened. <laughs> what are you trying to do, Wayne? I said I'm I liked trying. it. I'm a truth teller. I'm a truth teller. <laughs> but I will say uh, the the one that I will defend that I don't think gets thought of very highly oh. is Small Time Crooks. I oh think yeah, there's a, lot of, May. a lot of great. Yeah, jokes of course, yeah. of course, that. of course. Um, yeah, they're wonderful little movies. I, I mean, still do the joke about the guy who works at the garage who says that his name, that his title, he's he's a mom back because he just stands there. <laughs> mom back. Mom back. <laughs> <laughs> the back into the garage. Uh, that's funny. And uh, Michael Rappaport wearing his construction hat with a light on it backwards. Yeah, because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so, yeah, sorry to... Uh, no, I don't know I why like, I was thinking that. I like tangents. I don't care. First, I want to know, yes. before we get into... Tyler wants to talk about your 10 favorite films oh, of all time. I do. What I want to talk about, one of my favorite um, uh, topics, is what movies have you seen the most times, do you mm. think? Uh, it's interesting you should bring that up, because I'm staring, I'm staring at a t-shirt that young Tyler's wearing uh-huh. that I assume is from Jaws, one of the Jaws's. It is from the first one, and I guess technically the second one. <laughs> they don't change the name of the town. Okay. And they do not abolish the police I love the this department. shirt, and I think that might be the movie I've seen the most. It might that, be. That is mine. Yeah. It is? What? We're high-fiving, guys. And here's another That's unbelievable. 
Uh, among the things uh, that uh, Ian, our listener that I hung out with hey, yesterday, Ian. Twain he, Fetterman. One of his, sorry, I'm not Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing. Um, that's a very comedian mindset, though, to fixate not on the fact that you're out of all the people in the world, the second favorite. Of course, of course, of course. Why? Yeah. Um, you don't think I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but no. Um, so he was giving some constructive criticism, uh, which I didn't ask for, by the way. Um, and he was saying that every once in a while, there are movies that we that we will talk too much about. Oh, now is Jaws one of them? Uh, he mentioned two. One, as David, I'm sure you can imagine, was Ravenous, which you and I talk about right. incessantly. And then number but two was... there aren't a lot of other people talking about how great Ravenous... Like, this I agree. Is our, there aren't enough. We're the ones who are carrying the torch right. for Ravenous. Right. I, and I, I think it's a good strategy to push out every other person <laughs> listening who hasn't yeah. seen it. <laughs> that's, that's the key. <laughs> that's uh, the key. Yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, uh, the second example that he gave was in fact Jaws, and I said, oh, "I'm so sorry." And I said, "Ian, here's what's funny. I remember one one time uh, Wayne and I were hanging out at the at the the Pod Fest, and we were talking about Jaws. And I was like, I know Wayne likes the movie. I know I like the movie. I threw on this shirt because it was the only one that was clean. And here we are talking about Jaws that I did not initiate. No. So Ian, that's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just, Ian. Just sorry, no. But, but that we is, are that going might to talk be true. More about, that yeah. that's. You know, it might be the Wizard of Oz. Now that I'm, I mean, I've never been asked this question, so I'm sort of like going through. Mm. There's, some, I use the term Rolodex. Does that mean yeah. anything to you? I know what a sure. Rolodex okay. is. I'm old enough. <laughs> Rolodex. That's like where they, uh, like on Star Trek, where they're like seeing all these, uh, all these images that aren't there. <laughs> so I'm going through the Rolodex. So the movie I've seen the most mm. on television and in the theater, or just, just in the how theater? all around. Choose to all around. It. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that is hard that is i think it might be it might be jaws it might be jaws but it, it i don't know the wizard of oz yeah. was on every year in my childhood hmm. like so and i saw it once a year it was a big thing to that's, watch it. that is so interesting because that's a you know i'm sorry to i'm, I'm not trying to call you old or no, anything like that but that's a but that's a thing that is not a case not the case anymore with the exception of like well you know what happened, christmas right? story being on every yeah, thanksgiving yeah. or whatever it is well yeah because once video stores, yeah. what would you say video stores sort of permeated late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s? I'd say mid 80s, actually. Mid 80s? Yeah. Early enough that I don't really remember a time when it wasn't just available. Available, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was, at the, I mean, in my. Right, uh, it was like Dumbo, The Wizard of Oz, that yeah. thing about the uh, Orca. What was the name of that movie? The, Orca? Orca. It, well, Orca, no, that was that. But there was another movie about. Uh, Free Willy? Free yes, Free yes, Willy. Yes, thank yes. you, thank you. <laughs> Free actually, Willy. I actually watched Orca first, and that was. Uh, and I just. Orca's a horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, And yeah, that's right. the thing. I loved Jaws so much that I would watch anything that was oh, like Jaws. Oh, my nephew was like that. He was into something called Animal. There's a word for it, like Animals Gone bad oh sure the, right. or nature yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't there one called like grizzly oh yeah grizzly is a beat for beat ripoff oh i will it. tell you all about I, grizzly yeah, yeah um i was uh I've because seen. i just got an email from um i think twilight time but it might have been uh scream factory i don't remember okay. but i got an email saying hey we're going to be releasing these films uh, on blu-ray and among them was grizzly and even though grizzly is Yes, strictly speaking, horrible. Uh, <laughs> the kid in me was like, hey, Grizzly, I remember Grizzly. 
It was just like Jaws. <laughs> it, it's a beat for beat ripoff, yeah, except like, not as good. We shouldn't be camping in this area. Come on, let them go in. This is the time we make money. Exactly. Yeah, um, I remember, horrible switch, thing. This was not a grizz. Okay, uh, to, to switch from Jaws, but there was a yeah. helicopter scene, isn't there? I don't. Yes, there I don't is. want to spoil. Um, by the way, if you get an extra copy of Grizzly, I would like it to give it to my nephew because it's one of his favorite films. Okay. Yeah. I will buy two copies. <laughs> oh, I thought they send it to you no, no, just no, by no. saying this that. This was just I'm on the newsletter. Uh, so uh, yeah. Okay, well, sorry, listen, If you're listening. Uh, no, but <laughs> What was the name of the company? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember which one. Oh. <laughs> um, I saw a movie a couple years ago called Jennifer that is a horror movie that came out a year or two after Carrie. And it is, <laughs> it is beat for beat carrying where instead of a like crazy religious mom, she has a crazy religious dad. And instead of who's being in, able do to you remember fire, anyone uh, who's in it to be able, well, instead of being able to control fire with yeah. her mind, she can control snakes. So she, so she like <laughs> six snakes. Okay, on okay. The, well, first of all, it was uh, more than just fire. It was, it was, it was telekinesis. Right. And the, you're right. You're right. No, and you're I right. think the fire was, uh, that's fire starter. Yeah. It's a different. Yes. Yeah. That's, she did not, can, she did not create fire with her mind. But she did start a fire accidentally. The in, wife wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, Jennifer, yeah. it's all snakes all the time. Is that right. the situation? She no, can't. Yeah, she can only control snakes. <laughs> she can't. Now move wait a minute. Now is uh, fire starter? Is that with John Barrymore's granddaughter? I believe. Yes. Yeah, I believe okay, so. Okay. He's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very specific kind of movie nerd joke that I really enjoy. So, okay, Jennifer is played by Lisa Pelican. Okay, this is Lisa Pelican. Oh, so you're just looking it up. Yeah, just looking. No, it I'm up. looking it up. Oh, yeah, you don't. You I don't, don't like that. that. I don't like that. Uh, and the John Travolta role, I think, is oh. Burt Convy. Oh, what? That name sounds familiar. That's, no, that's insane. He would be too old for that. For teenagers? Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. It's, yeah. it's, 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 he has the, to be the teacher or something. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Uh, on IMDb, they have a young I love that I know him. Bert Convy's age in 19... <laughs> uh, wait, let me guess the year of that, because Carrie came out... Oh, my God. Is it 78? I think it's 77, 78. 70, it's remember, in there. It's in, one, so this yeah. is probably 80. This movie, no, Rebecca, what's uh, it called? It's called Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> don't even remember what he said. It's 1978. Ago. Carrie, I think, was 75, actually. No. Really? No. No, Kevin, no Carrie was 76. 76. Yes, okay. that is correct. That okay. is correct. I saw it in the in autumn of 76. Are that you a fan true. of that movie? Um, when I saw well, the end, there's a... There's like a surprise ending. It's fine. Ending, ending. Spoil ending. Yeah. Yeah, and that... Took, literally took me out of my seat. Yeah. Literally, scared, like, jump, whatever that was. Had no idea that was even possible to do. Yeah. You know, and now you're ready for it. But that was the, so that part of it. And I did think there was a couple great sequences in that movie. I, I would agree with you. I think oh. that a couple great sequences. Look what's happening because here. We're in agreement. Here's the thing about Carrie. That uh, is also the same thing about... Uh, Last House on the Left. Another, yes, I saw, uh, it, saw uh, that when it came out. Another movie that I think has some great stuff in it, but doesn't work overall. I feel like for some, maybe at, at that point in the seventies, like people were like, "Okay, I think comedy and horror might work together," but we haven't figured it out yet. I think no. both those movies have the same problem, where when it gets to the more comedic aspects of both of them, it's oh, like it, it doesn't it doesn't fit course. with the rest of the movie at all. Whereas eventually would come Ravenous uh, is an example to movies that would very. Uh, deftly blend their comedic elements of Carrie. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I mean uh, the girls. They, yeah, like and, and when they're yeah when the girls are like uh, in gym practice or whatever, and and Brian De Palma's like speeding up the film. It's like like almost Benny Hill style. It's an exaggeration. Oh, wow. It's not to that extent. But I do it not is, recall right. that. Yeah, it, there's the hilarious scene where they're throwing 
maxi pads at her in the oh, shower. That's a right. It's like yeah, something right. Buster Keaton created. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I think um, maxi pads. <laughs> did you see the Carrie remake a couple of years ago? No, I did not. But I did see the remake of uh, Fame. I didn't see that. All right, just uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why those. You know, other movies are remade, Wayne. Right? Oh, I thought those are the only two. <laughs> I'm sorry, I might stand corrected. Is it, no, because I, I, I think is it because they're both MGM properties? Oh, is that's that why? No, because I was thinking because uh, I think they came out around the same time. And uh, no, no. The, the remakes. No, because the, the Carrie remake is only like two years ago, and the Fame remake is like six years ago at this point. All right, all right. I think the. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm probably right. 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which would be seven years ago. Still all right, in 2015. I don't know. I, I guess I. I don't know why I said that. I think. <laughs> well, they're both. Well, when did when did Fame come out? 79, 80, 80. That's, that's probably 80. around there. Yeah, 80, yeah. 79 or eighty. And I'm going to look it up. They're, they're so they're within your, four years. We're not on your podcast. I'm no, they're within they're within four years of each other. So I think of them as like yeah, l- late seventies, early eighty movies that got remade. Um. Anyway, go ahead. This is not going well for me. I don't know why it's at fame. Uh, okay. Um, it's fine. I enjoyed it, you know. Okay, so what did we, did we land on Jaws or Wizard of Oz as your most seen? I, right now, movie? without really thinking it through, um, I'm thinking of like these movies that I love. To me, this is, give me, I'll give you my definition of what I think a great movie is right okay. now. It's a movie that obviously you love when you watch it but then when you watch it again and again each time some you might get a, you enjoy it right now. for the things you know that's going to happen and then there always seems to be like more nuance to it the more you watch it like that's just the way yeah. i think of a great movie yeah i i definitely and that's a very are, difficult I, thing to do because you know what's going to happen. like yeah, the big right. beats you know what's going to happen so that juice is gone by the second or third Thing. Then you just marvel at the acting, at the music, at the yeah. way they put it together, the craftsmanship. I do think. I mean, I think that is one way a movie can be great. I think there are other things that are maybe less easy to revisit. There are yeah, some okay. movies that are more, you know, there are movies that are challenging to watch that I'm not eager. Like I think Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer yeah. is a great movie. Yeah. I've seen it twice in my life, and I think I might be done. Yeah. Right? No, but, but when I say my by great, I mean these are movies that I are like right. my favorite movies, no. and why they're favorite to, favorite to me. Uh, yeah, I find movies, that's one of the reasons. Like with new movies, there are because I've become so jaded. There are so few that I really love. But when I see a new movie and I look forward to going home and watching the trailer again on my yeah. on my computer, mm-hmm. that's when I know like, oh, this is the movie that I'm that I think I'm going to remember and going to stick with uh, for, for now, some time. Have, that's what Django Unchained was like a couple years ago. Oh, really? I saw it three times in the theater. I could watch it again. Okay, would you like to just how many times have we met? Maybe four or five. Sure. Would you like to guess my favorite image from that movie? <laughs> from guess Django your and favorite Chain. image from Django, Django and Chain. Chain. You've seen it numerous times. So it's, it's, it's not a sequence. It's just an image. It's sort of an image. Yeah, it's an image. It's an image. I'm going to say Jamie Foxx upside down naked. Close. Close. Wait, really? I was it is joking. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I know you're doing a thing like <laughs> yeah. it's a sexual thing. Uh, <laughs> is it at the end when he makes the horse dance? No, the, that's uh, a great one. Though. That is the, great. That flames, is great. That uh, is great. That's like a yippee ki yeah. moment. Yeah, that's a great one. Is it when uh, he is kneeling over the uh, the body of Christoph Waltz and like uh, like touches his for his his head? No, I love that moment. What is no, it? this blew my mind. It's when 
comes out of that shop wearing like the oh, purple yeah. whatever that suit was <clears throat> yeah. on the horse with that look on his face like I'm the coolest greatest guy in the world. <laughs> it was just so jarring to see it and just the the context of it. I just thought it was just a phenomenal choice that it was that crazy over the top. Yeah. I just thought it was beautiful. Would you say you are a Tarantino yes. fan in general? Oh, okay. Huge. Huge. Right. Did you like Hateful Eight? I can't say I I liked it. I didn't love it. And I don't I don't know if I could watch it again. It, it's it'll be difficult for me to watch yeah, again. Yeah, so that's so that's uh, that's me, that means it's not a great movie sadistic. for me. Yeah. That's but the, here's the thing. I that's one that I might buy, and it's entirely <laughs> it's entirely possible see. that I will watch the first half. Oh, uh-huh. and I might take a break and never come back for the second half. I I didn't like the Kill Bill movies for close to ten years, and then watched them again, and I love them. So I love them. I. I could come around, right? Right. Okay. On I, yeah. on Django, but I do f- like, and maybe it was just the mood I was in. It was you Christmas mean hateful time. eight? You mean hateful yeah? Eight. Sorry, hateful eight. Um, maybe it was just because it was Christmas time and I was in a jolly mood, and the movie's so fucking sadistic <laughs> that it just like right put me off. Maybe if I watch it when I'm in a rotten mood, I'll uh, uh, I'll, I'll tap into it more. Yeah, I don't think of you as the type that, that would ever be described as jolly. I love the Christmas season. Are you kidding me? I thought you hated Christmas. No. No, huh. maybe, look, you've known me since I was 17 years old. Yeah, I might have I've just locked into a little that, bit yeah. over time. Yeah. Once I, upon a time, you said you were never going to get married and you hated Christmas. And now it's very much the opposite in both. Um, I that's, don't what, that's what life is. I think change. I said life any of those things. But, um, yeah, I never said I wasn't going to get married. Listeners have said that you have said on the podcast that you were never going to get married. All right. Well, Ian? Send us an email. Yeah, Ian, Electronic if you can mail. take a break from talking about how much you hate Jaws, apparently, <laughs> you know, and tell us what we said. That's the thing, David, that's the thing about talking to older, like, old fans of the show. They, they know everything about us. That's the thing. I, as, as much as that unsettles me, there are podcasts that I listen to where it's like, where I'm like, where I, I retain just the weirdest stuff. I guess I do, too. And I will, like... It's such a, because it's a, it's like a, the, the word for it is a, it's a parasocial relationship. Um, Ooh. that's the, Ooh. that's the term for that sort of thing Ooh. where I'll like see something that will remind me of like, Oh, I'll bet so-and-so would like this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know that person. <laughs> yeah. I've just oh, been absolutely. listening to them for, for, for years. And uh, podcasting brings weird, that out okay. especially. Yeah. Um, um, although I think people that used to listen to radio shows late sure. at night and that would also have that kind of relationship. That's right. Say it again. Parasocial. Parasocial. Okay. Yeah. Never heard that term before. So, <laughs> um, oh, mine uh, is Die Hard. That's the movie. Oh, unequivocally seen more uh, times. And, and I've already referenced it with uh, the Yippie Kaye. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> right. Um, Which is okay. And the reason I brought that up is, did you happen to see the Hollywood Reporter? I, I'm pretty sure it was the Hollywood Reporter. It might have been Variety. Had the top. You better get it right. <laughs> top hundred movie quotes. Did you happen to see that issue? Yes, my, my I believe it was Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, and uh, my mom actually sent it to me and said, "What do you think of of?" Yeah, it was interesting these. because Yippie Kaye MF. Yeah, I don't like to swear. Um, <laughs> Is that true? Was in there. Yeah. I, have I ever sworn on this? No, I don't know. No, no. I know. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong about which. I want to say you were on. Todd Glass's podcast, mm-hmm. the one that I listened to. Oh yeah, um, I've only been on it once. Yeah, okay, but I, I think it was on that podcast you specifically mentioned not 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 swearing in general, but specifically the B word. It's uh, as something. Oh yeah, that's a that's a weird thing I have. But I don't think it's weird. I think it's great. You do because um, I, I, I don't do it because I want people to think it's great. It's just my own. It's just my own little. 
thing. Yeah, I thank you for saying that. I, yeah, I because I, I also generally try to avoid that word. I feel like Although I will say what because I, th- I I think I I think of son of a bitch as yes, a separate a thing. Yes, so I do, I do agree with that. that. I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, no, it's calling someone that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. What were we talking about? We were talking uh, about Die Hard. No, the quotes. quotes. Oh, that's right. That's we're talking right. about the quotes and Yippie Kaye. Yeah. I can say motherfucker. I mean, I can say, say it, yeah. but it's uh, it was in there, and I was like, that might be my favorite movie quote in the history of Hollywood <laughs> from 1988. Yeah, James McTiernan. Am I right? John, uh, John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Yes. Um, yeah. Just because when I th- when I heard it, the crowd exploded Hmm. exploded and i saw it at the avco by the way the first time i ever saw a movie that had the thx the audience is listening was that movie Hmm. your favorite or your favorite your favorite david's movie i've seen the most i don't know you've seen the most but uh yeah i love it i love it uh, first r-rated movie i ever saw in my life did you see it Oh, in the theater? You no, I didn't see it in the theater. The you first pre- R-rated movie I saw in the theater was Nick of Time, starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, uh, and that's the only reason I remember it, uh, is that it was the first. But no, the first movie, R-rated movie I ever saw was Die Hard, which was, it was a situation where my dad was like, I think you'd like this. Don't don't tell your mom, maybe. Oh, I'll let you just see put this. in on TV or HBO uh, or how to work. I think he had the... I think, because we didn't have premium cable growing mm-hmm. up, but my dad's friends from work would often tape movies uh, well, and lend them to my dad. Yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how I saw Die Hard. I think it was a taped off of the movie channel. I or hope something. to God it was SP and not uh, EP. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? People, I do know who's with me. About. Who's with me? Uh, it probably was EP. Oh no! Um, but I watched it. I know because that that there was a summer where I watched Die Hard pretty much every day for an entire summer, and that's why I know that it's it the is top and will almost incredible. never be incredible. And one of the great Christmas movies of all time. Yeah. I know you're on to the Christmas bandwagon yeah. as well. I love I love a good I love a what's good your favorite scenes in it? Because I'm so curious because I love that movie as well, and it might be in my top t- certainly in my top twenty. Okay. Die Hard. What's well, we'll figure that out in a yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, there isn't? Like, is there a moment where you're just like... Um, I think... Is it the yippee ki No, I, honestly, I as much as I love Bruce Willis, uh, my favorite scene almost certainly has Alan Rickman in it. Yes. And it's probably when he shoots the CEO. Uh, that whole the, And mm. the whole sequence leading up to him, he's walking through the, the, the models of the other buildings, and he's talking about uh, the Alexander the Great, and he talks about getting a suit to the same place right. as Yasser Arafat, and he has that whole <laughs> thing, and then... Uh, the guy says, I'm sorry, you'll just have to shoot me. And he says, okay, and shoots him right in the face. Right, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The, the scene where he kills Hart Bachner, everything about that scene, <laughs> not just like the humor of it, but like, but I mean like everything, because even though we all know what's going to happen, to hear John McClane like so desperately trying to like, he's talking to, oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. it Ellis? Ellis, yeah. Uh, he's, try, he's talking to Ellis and then he's like, Hans, I don't know this guy. I don't know, like, don't listen. he's yeah. doing everything uh. he can to save the life of an asshole. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, and it's a really, it's a really well done were, scene. Were you at the Christmas party at my apartment in Chicago? When it was taken over by terrorists? <laughs> no, we had a, uh, my ex-girlfriend had a Christmas party, and one of the things we did was we, we printed off scenes from Christmas movies and got people, once people had a few drinks, to like act them uh, out. I and was not there. That was when we did, we also did the scene um, between Catherine O'Hara and John, Can- O'Hara and John Candy in the, the truck 
in um, Train. no oh. in in Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone. Oh, that one when he's <laughs> coming. Back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's the only one. like in retrospect, I have a lot of nostalgia for Home Alone. But the only really good scene in the movie is the one between Catherine O'Hara and John Candy in the back scene. of the truck when he tell when John right. Candy tells the story yeah. about leaving his kid at a funeral parlor for two days or something yeah. with a corpse with a corpse. <laughs> That's uh, the only good scene in that movie. You feel? I, I think if I were to see it for the first time today, it's probably the only one that would really stick out to me everything else joe pesci and daniel stern do some some good stuff there <laughs> this i don't know not much know. but I like just... there's some stuff in there yeah it doesn't hold up i watched it for christmas uh, again a few years ago and be like oh okay i have a christmas movie question for you. okay okay do you think lethal weapon is a christmas movie i've never seen it i've never seen lethal what? weapon <laughs> what's happening here people <laughs> this is usually when we have mike schmidt on he's yeah. the one who gets mad at oh, us really not yeah. having seen lethal, lethal oh, weapon it's, it's, like a running it's so joke. curious to me like that, that would well, that would fall through. See, here's the I mean, thing. there's no look. You obviously you can't see every movie I've seen, so yeah. I but understand not, that. This is actually interesting. Um, but I would think because that movie. as a kid, Die Hard being the exception to the rule, I actually didn't watch or care that much for action movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. To the point where I ironically got in a fight, a fist fight at the bus stop in fifth grade mm-hmm. because another kid was making fun of me because I liked comedy movies more than action movies. And he was basically saying action movies are cool. He had the kind of dad who would take an R-rated movies, which yeah, my, uh, yeah. uh, my, my, my family wouldn't. Um, and he was laughing at me, ironically, because I was the comedy fan. He was yeah. laughing. And ironically, he was the action fan, and I punched him. Do um, <laughs> you remember any of the movies this guy liked? What was his name? Uh, his name was Nick. Um, mm. And uh, I, I got the first hit in because I took him by surprise and then he beat me up. Um, <laughs> kind of a badge of honor as a comedy nerd, I think, right. um, being beaten up over comedies. Uh, I know uh, this was this would have been shortly after Terminator, like T2 came out. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what he was talking about. You think T2 is better than T? Uh, no, I am. I am. What do you think, I'm Tyler? Terminator all the way in the same way I am alien over Terminator it is, over it is, aliens. It is you that. <laughs> it's that. I think it's leaner the, and meaner. Terminator is kind of a horror movie. Terminator 2 is an action movie. Yep. And it's the same with Alien and Aliens. What <laughs> James Cameron apparently shows up and is like, no, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> I know he made the first Terminator, but like, uh, it's like the second movie, we're going to go. We know what to do. Yeah. But it's the same thing I talked now, about. Do you remember that well, I did the. Oh, I remember. It, it was a delight. What, the, what was the extra track? What do you call it? What did you the, call it? Commentary. commentary. I did a bonus oh, yeah. commentary for uh, now, Aliens. Yeah, now, was... when you read. The Hollywood Reporter uh, <laughs> co- comments on the best lines of all time. Were you angry that, that they left out? You've blown the you've blown the transaxle. You're just grinding metal. Did that anger you? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, it's not. I just. It's my favorite line. I just love it. Love it so much. Uh, but yes, uh, Terminator over Terminator. Two Alien over Aliens. Also, as I said recently in the podcast, Fistful of Dollars over Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Right. Because I always prefer. What about like, I like uh, Nirvana's or? first album better than any of the other. Godfather ones. over Godfather uh, Two. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, but that's Godfather is not a. It's not a lean uh, and mean. Godfather is an epic. You know what I'm saying? Whereas right. in all these other examples, what right. I'm saying is I like. The, I don't the remember. Shorter, you know, aren't you the guys that were like? The third or the fourth that always goes crazy off the rails, and that's like that, a, that, that, that does seem to be the case. Yes, yeah, they, they they throw in some bizarre, which can sometimes yeah, like, be refreshing, uh, right. because like oh, it's something new. You'd think that right. they're just kind of doing the same thing. Like the but turtles go to feudal Japan. Absolutely, no question. The, uh, um, the bad news bears go to Japan. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> a lot of people go to Japan. Alien yeah. goes to Japan. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, so Die Hard is my uh, most seen movie, but my two and three, and I'm just guessing, yeah, I don't actually keep I track, this. are more comedy, and those are... So um, you're a comedy nerd, uh, self-professed. Yes. Uh, Days of Confused, oh. and Monty Python and the Holy Grail are probably the, wow. the two and three movies I've seen the most times. I... Jaws you, wins by so far that I don't. I, I can't so even really say we're in the same because we're not yeah. the same age. Or, it's so interesting that we both connect to that movie. But I'm gonna uh, and also shine my, a harsh comedy nerd spotlight on Tyler. You are not a big Monty Python fan, is that not right? In general, in general. Well, I love I, I love um, Meaning of Life. I think that's okay. amazing, and I have a great deal of appreciation for uh, Life of Brian, and I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, Holy Grail is I'm not I'm not going to say it's not a great comedy. It's more just I was very much overexposed to it, and it ceased to it stopped being funny to me. But you're also like you're not very familiar with Flying Circus, right? I'm not. I'm yeah, not. It's mostly the movies. That's yeah. weird to me. That's like up there. It's like. I get it. It's You're Mr. a comedy Show, nerd. Kids in the Hall, Flying Circus. Like that's the sketch comedy, like uh, Holy Trinity. I'm there. I'm not Key and Peele. Interesting. What's that? Not Key and Peele. I've, I've seen maybe like two episodes of Key and Peele. Um, okay, here's something I'm going to say that's crazy. Okay, all right. <laughs> I feel until I saw Deadpool, which I I didn't see. I did. Didn't, you did. Yeah. I'm not going to give away anything. Liked, didn't love, but okay. liked. Yeah. He said the B word too much. No, 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 it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> the funniest credit sequence I'd ever seen in my life was in Monty Python and yeah, the and Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah. 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 Until Deadpool, and Deadpool crushed it. Really? Is that, yeah, am I wrong? It, uh, I do like it. I laughed a lot. The audience that I saw it with laughed a lot. I don't want to give away anything, but I mean, you kind of, it's it, that's all I'm going to say. Do you think? Do you, I thought it was the best comedic credit sequence I've ever seen in the history of in the history of movies. I laughed, and yet somehow I, I thought it might have been just a bit too clever. Just a little too clever. All right. But that's me. But I, I kind of think that about that whole movie, actually. I felt like they were trying so hard to be this edgy you. thing, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. Was, um, it was, it, yeah, that was on it. That definitely, that paste was on it. Yeah. But I still I enjoyed say? it, though. It's interesting. You didn't see that. Okay. Um, all right. So those I, are your three. Comic book movie so, fatigue. So let's Done. do the dates of those mo- your three favorite movies. There's 1988. Uh-huh. I would say Monty Python's got to be 75. Uh, that sounds right. 75. It's in there. Right 75. Around there. I, mean, I think it's 74 because I think it's yeah, okay. the same year as Blazing Saddles, which, which I think is also and 74. Young and Young Frankenstein. By uh, the way. Oh, no, that's, that's the Mel Brooks one I'm thinking of. Is, is Blazing Saddles also 74? They're both 74. I know yeah. this for, as a crazy. Fact, as okay. a fact. crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and uh, then what was the uh, Days of Confused is ninety three is that right Around early nineties early nineties yeah. yeah. so nothing in the last in the, over the last twenty years I think as I've become more of a movie buff right. movies that are newer I don't revisit as much because I'm always seeing more stuff yeah. so I feel like the stuff that I these three movies that I've seen the most times mm-hmm. it's because I watched them all hundreds of times before I graduated high school right, you know what right. I mean and now I'm not racking up that many new views right. because and, I'm always and yours for new is stuff. from 1975 if I'm yeah. not mistaken and then probably summer if May there, 75 probably if there is a if there is a, a second like and yeah. it is a distant second it might be Alien Alien um, yeah 1979 yeah yeah I know I've it's seen it's an issue that all like your latest one between the two of you is ninety two. Yeah. Mainly eighties and seventies. I will say I've seen getting all the way up to ninety six. I know I've seen Train Spotting a bunch of times. Yeah, that's a good movie. Because yeah, that's yeah. a really good movie. Is that Boyle? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I not did Peter s- Boyle. No, not Peter Boyle from Young Frankenstein <laughs> and Monsters Ball. Um, <laughs> Danny, Danny. Uh, yeah, Danny yeah, Boyle. Yeah, no, his brother his, Danny, uh, little brother Danny. His second film, right? Transpotting after Shallow Grave. Uh, yes, I think so. And then oh, he, made he did Shallow life, Grave? Yeah, yeah he made a Lifeless Ordinary, which no one likes, but... Uh, the entire yeah, there's one. There's one that we that we champion right alongside Ravenous. Uh, yeah, it's. Have you seen a Lifeless Ordinary? No, it's such a crazy movie, and it is not. It, it's seen, not successful seen, at all the things that it tries. Okay, compare that to a, the Tree of Life. <laughs> They're very different movies. The Tree of Life, Life Less Ordinary. The Tree of Life Less Ordinary. Yeah, yeah. could that be a good double feature? Uh, It'd be the, per- the best double feature. <laughs> Let's make it a triple feature and just have the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Sure. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, I was thinking you could finish that with Ordinary People. Right? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's of true. Lifeless Ordinary People. I don't know. Um, that's working. I like it. Yeah. I think uh, we just created a game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're kind of ending Benson. on it. That Doug Benson has been doing for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. Kind of ending on a sad note there, but that's fine. Um, what, what, uh, well, if you watch it like Tree of Life... <laughs> Uh, tree of life less ordinary people and if you're watching them in that order you're you're ending on a down note oh yeah um ordinary people 1980 is that good i think it is i feel like it's i saw it at a time when i had seen fewer movies it's just like when i first saw american beauty Mm -hmm. i feel like they're very similar and american beauty on retrospect does not hold up at all for me and i not having seen ordinary people in 15 years or more Mm -hmm. I'm worried that it won't hold up if I watch it. Here's why Ordinary People holds up better than American Beauty. Go. American Beauty is so of the time. It is so 99 in its, in its uh, go back to Deadpool, in its cleverness, right. uh-huh. in, its, uh, in its awareness, in its desire to be like, you know, kind of digging into like the issue of like, you know, homophobia and that sort of thing. It's very much trying to be relevant and very in the moment, not merely as far as you, you know, know I have a word for that. I have a word for that. What I is call that? those zeitgeist movies. That is perfect. Yeah. That is absolutely what is. There's whereas, a number of movies like that where you're like, oh, this is great. And then three years later. Yeah. Yeah. Go, and just going. like, like easy, easy Rider is probably the best example. Of course. Of like, of course. It was dated four years after. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe even the moment you're done watching but, but it. Watching it at the time, I'm sure it was like, what is yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it did. By the know. time I saw it. Yeah. I was just like. Yeah, this looks pretty good. It's got like, a shocking I, ending. Yeah, but it's, I don't want to give it away. Um, but I, th- but I do think that ordinary people. I like, respect that. I think <laughs> a lot of people probably know, but I do respect that yeah. you uh, are treading lightly. But I think ordinary people. It's you know you've good performances based on a play, and it's it's handled very sincerely. Now it might be a little bit too, might be a little over sincere, might be a little earnest, and maybe that turns people off. But you know, American Beauty feels dated. Ordinary people, ordinary people does, does not feel dated. Hmm. Wow. So, and that's, you know, it's like strong characters played well. Uh, that might not be a person's cup of tea, especially because the film is just so dour. Um, but I, I think that one is actually much more rewatchable than uh, American Beauty. Though American Beauty is gorgeous. It's, you know, it's Con- Conrad Hall. Conrad He's Hall, yeah. marvelous. But, um, can I go back to Blazing Saddles real quick? Because I hadn't yeah. seen that in a long time, and I saw it again about We've a talked year about and a half this ago. movie on this podcast. Right. Uh, because we know we did the comedies. Because right. he, here's the we thing. did that list, right? I, mm-hmm. I saw Blazing Saddles when I was a kid, and I liked it for kid reasons. It has right. like the farting yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I went through a period, I think, probably like college age, where I looked down on Blazing Saddles. I could understand that. And then I watched it again about a year and a half ago, and I realized, oh, this is hilarious. Right. And for so many reasons that I didn't get when I was in, like, eighth grade yeah. or whatever. 
Um, and especially g- given how the culture has changed, it's such an audacious movie that yeah. I think manages to be that manages to hold up despite being incredibly politically incorrect. Yeah. It's not necessarily offensive. And I don't know if I'm the right, I'm not the person to say that because I'm, you know, not, uh, the person that the N word is being hurled at. Or you're not a Kansas city faggot. <laughs> That's, <laughs> a quote. That's, That's a quote. That's one of the greatest. <laughs> that is the thing that I get, came to appreciate as I got older is the brilliance of slim pickings. Yeah. Was like, we're going to need a shitload of dimes. Like I, yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. Um, but also, um, Harvey Corman, um, yeah, right. It's like, calm down. It's just a man and his horse being hanged outside. When I <laughs> the movie. Um, uh, so I don't know. I, I would like to hear. I would really like to hear a gay or black person's right. young person who was seeing Blazing Saddles for the first right. time now as a, an eighth grader or ninth grader, whatever right. I was when yeah. I first saw it and see how that movie. Right. Oh, by the way, if you're gay, I apologize for saying that. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to warn you. Yeah. I should have warned you. But that's a quote from the movie. And it's, yeah. f- and it's funny. It's funny it is, in the movie. First yeah. of all, I don't even know what that means. Was Kansas City known for a very well, sophisticated place? That Well, it reminds me of the musical Oklahoma. Uh-huh. I don't know how well you know musicals. I saw, I, but, I've only seen it once okay. on the big screen for its, I'm going to say, 60th anniversary presentation. So there's a song in uh, the stage. I've never, I've never seen the movie, actually. I've seen oh. it on stage. So I don't it's know if this movie's in. Weird. It's one of the weirdest <laughs> movies I've ever. I thought it was going to be a fun musical. It's uh-huh. not like somebody gets almost burned at the burn yeah. alive in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Rod is, Steiger is in that movie acting in a completely different style oh, than that. Shirley Jones. It's the craziest. Um, I think he's the only one that does his own singing, right? That's the one thing that I've, or maybe he's the only one that does his singing on set. Oh, might be. Oh, right. Might yeah, be that. that sounds right. Um, that yeah. sounds right. But there's a song called everything's up to date in Kansas city. So like oh, at I, the time, Kansas city, city was, like at the time and the region, Kansas city was like the metropolis, oh, and the great. cosmopolitan place. Wow. Uh, so I'm, that'd be I'm, a great name for a band. <laughs> Just um, Kansas city. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> that'd have to be a punk band, right? Like yeah, what choice but do it's we just have? So weird. what does it even mean? How yeah. can it be offensive? I don't know. <laughs> like the yeah. qualifier is so great. <laughs> Uh, again, I apologize. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I uh, you know, I'm always uh, being a dedicated social justice warrior. I'm always checking my privilege left and right all day good, long good. with every step. It's exhausting. Um, it's exhausting so, to even witness. Um, <laughs> but I, I would. So I would like to see. I, I would be very interested to hear how Blazing Saddles plays to a younger, non-white, non-straight uh, audience today. Well, and that speaks to this idea, because we were talking a moment ago about uh, the aptly named Zeitgeist movies, and they are dated because they're trying to be, I don't know, important or whatever you want to say, trying to capture uh, a mood. Somehow, when you make something funny, and and Blazing Saddles, it is clear to me that like, the humor is at the at the expense of the racists. Yeah, not no it's it's not it's not you know, uh, uh, what did I see? Duck Soup, where there's that one uncomfortable you know line see, that is a reference to a song, I believe. It was a popular song at the time. Yeah, but um, still, you yeah. watch that, and it's like, oh boy, that <laughs> like that brought my enjoyment to a grinding halt. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> whereas, like in the fact that, uh, that Cleveland from, Little, apart from Gene Wilder and maybe Madeline Kahn. Every white person in Blazing Saddles is a complete moron. Yeah. That's the joke, is that they're all right, awful, they and you're laughing at them the, the entire time. Yeah, and that he's, that uh, Cleavon Little? Mm-hmm. Cleavon. Yeah, Cleavon. Um, that he's essentially, 
he's Bugs Bunny and everybody else is Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's so he, he is aware, he knows everything. He's thinking in a modern way and everybody else is of the time. So yes, they are using horribly offensive words, but the more times they use it, the worse they look and the more ridiculous they look. So I feel like people might have like a a knee jerk reaction to like just hearing the words so much, but probably like, but that's the key. You need to hear it that often for this to be for these people to be as ridiculous. But it's something that I don't think it could only be made that way at that time. I I don't think think Mel Brooks also had the, in his mind was just like, Oh, these are just upstanding citizens. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It wasn't like just like the riffraff of the city that was racist. Oh, it was just like the, the tailor and the guy down there, like the the old lady. Yeah. The old lady. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, (laughs) so I think he made a specific point to, to amplify exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a very interesting, hilarious movie, but I could see how a lot of people could just go, I can't deal with this. And you will admit that movie cannot be made today. Oh, no, no way. No way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. That, that studio would be burned to the ground just because people would, uh, metaphorically perhaps, um, people would just have no patience for that. The, their Twitter account would be destroyed, <laughs> you know. Um, um, that's too bad, by the way. We should, I'm saying that's We should a, move on from no. Blazing Saddles, but uh, the other thing I like about it is the uh, just <laughs> ridiculous non sequitur, completely corny Mel Brooks kind of humor that just shows up every once in a while. Like when Cleavon Little first comes to the town and the townspeople present him with a laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's such a stupid right, joke. Right, 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 right. Very yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. is that is a joke from like, <laughs> yeah. even the concept of the joke <laughs> right, is like right. 40 years old. <laughs> right, right. It's not just because of the reference. People at the Borscht Bell were like, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was not accepted by audiences at the t- at the Borch Belt, but right. So, um, so some of my other movies that I've seen numerous times. Okay, okay, we'll uh, go with that, and then we will transition. Yeah, we gotta get to, to your, your top ten. Top ten. Well, this they're they're the same. They're the same. They're the same. Are they the same? Yeah. They're okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't watch. Yeah, um, I hate to say it, it's boring. It's going to be Casablanca. Okay, it's a Wonderful Life. It's going to be that kind of thing. Uh, but those aren't boring. I think that's the problem. No, no, no. I feel like my list is not what you would consider like a sophisticated list. It's like the AFI list. You know, it's that. By that, I mean it's very. Yeah, but I think I, I guess I just because I'm in this mindset of thinking about what younger listeners might think. I'm afraid of like talking about Casablanca and It's a Wonderful Life as if they are stuffy and boring. Is going to discourage. No, people. I didn't mean. I meant the choice was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, but I, yeah. I, I just feel like I want to encourage people because Casablanca is, it's thought of as highly as it is for a reason. Yeah, it's really, really great, yeah. and it and it and it and it lifts off the screen in a way that is not. It, it doesn't seem stuck in its time period. It's not like I don't feel like you have to go in. I kind of think you do a little with Casablanca, like with a grain I do. of salt. You I do think, think you do. So? Yeah. I think you, I, I don't know if grain of salt is the correct metaphor, but yeah, I do think you have to do a little bit of uh, like when you go to have your eyes examined and they're like, <laughs> like, I feel like you have to adjust your right. sensibility a little bit. First of all, it's in black and white. So that's going to be weird for a lot of people. Just as it's automatically you're removed from what you're seeing on stage because yeah. it's like, oh, this is impressionistic already. But isn't that we like, again, maybe this is just no, my, I love it. my own personal experience but isn't isn't that weird for about five minutes and you get used to it we okay like I, this is where we're gonna like sound like a little 3D. bit we're gonna sound a little bit elitist uh-huh. here we go don't get me wrong i think we're right but 
you, the three of us have gotten so used to watching older movies and, and foreign films, the same with like subtitles that like it, even if it's a little bit jarring for us for a moment to be like, okay, I got to make sure that my eyes aren't locked into the lower third. I got to take the whole screen in while still under, while still reading, you know, you get used to that within a minute and a half to two minutes. Same with black and white, same with any certain type of genre that uh, maybe we're not familiar with. Same with silent film. Most people and I don't mean to say they're dumb. They're not dumb. It's just they're not used to that. You and I regularly talk about, are, are astounded at the notion that the average person sees like three movies in the theater a year um, or whatever that was. I think that it, when Harold Ramis spoke at our school, he said yeah. that the mindset is he's like he, he was saying, talking to a bunch of film students, you guys see multiple movies a week. We have, when we're making big budget movies, we have to keep in mind the average American goes to the movies five times in a year. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to be a movie that's going to be one of those five movies. Yeah. And it's, um, and I don't condemn yeah, that, but that is not the, if that is truly the average, then I would say the average person is not super familiar with and super comfortable with, um, or at least familiar with, uh, uh, black and white or any of these other things like, but I'm just saying by its nature, a black and white movie is going to feel different. Well, sure. It's just going to be the sound is going to feel different. It's going to be the the fidelity of that recording is going to be much thinner than what they're used to hearing. No. So it's just it's just going to there's going to be a number of things That's, in my opinion. You finally got to me with the sound thing because that actually does stand out to me because yeah, I have like course. a nice a decent home theater, <laughs> right? And when I watch movies like not even old black like movies from like the early seventies, I'm like. What is the sound like? Why are they not? Why is there not a bigger range here? Yeah, I agree with that, and, and it does. And that's another thing. Again, these are all things that slightly, maybe it's five percent, maybe it's seven, pushes you away from being lost in the story. Which mm-hmm. I think we all agree that's the goal of the movie, right? Or no? To be lost in the movie, it to be lost in that story, in that be, experience, doesn't necessarily be, have to be a story. Yeah, because movies, because yeah, movies right. You get other things out of the movie, right? Yeah. We've talked, but to be in some way. It, engrossed in what's going on yeah Yeah. so uh and you know it's interesting in mentioning the sound i will say that that is one of the reasons why citizen kane and white orson Welles specifically was so great is because he came from radio and he knew how important it was to uh to like craft craft a a, a, like a sound landscape along with a visual one um i remember somebody said that uh i think roger ebert said this and i'm not sure if i believe it 100 percent, but he said you can close your eyes while Citizen Kane is playing, and you still have a pretty solid sense of what is happening, um, yeah, because that's how important uh, the, the. I don't sound know if was. that's a compliment, by the way. Which it just it's it's about right. the how how. No, I get that, that what yeah. he's trying to, that he's making a compliment, yeah. but I don't know if that specifically would be a compliment as somebody who enjoys seeing things right. sure in movies sure and maybe he meant it <laughs> in more motion pictures and so, maybe he meant it more as like the. It was so different than, you know, okay, what you guys, yeah. it's so different than these other films. Right, but that, you notice that movie is not on my list. Oh, let me give you a couple other ones that are. Okay. They're just, I was thinking off the top. Goodfellas. Okay. Do you ever yeah. see that one by Martin yeah. Scorsese? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's another, another in the top 10 most watched. Is it? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I can, again, again, these are all boring. That's what, I don't mean boring, but I'm just saying like a lot of people like the, these movies. Um, but Goodfellas is one that I will consider throwing in late at night. Mm-hmm. Because even though the movie's two and a half hours long, it feels like it'll only take me 45 minutes to watch because it's like so good. It's so good. And it moves. Just, yeah, it Again, let me give you another one. From 1978, Halloween. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. that one? Oh, yeah. I've we seen did that a, one we, many yeah, times. We did, many we times. did one of those commentary things. What do you think of that, of that movie? Do you think it's... 
I love as it. As good as I think it is, or am I just, I saw it at the right time? Because sometimes I like to Kmart special movies I see between the ages of 15 and 25. Okay. Or 14 and 24 or something like that. You'll have to describe using that as a verb. Because I take 10% off at the register. Like I, it's a, it's like a Kmart special. Like I feel like you're so, you know, you're just kind of coming into your adult consciousness. Oh, okay. And so music, film, all of these uh, affect okay. you on a deeper level. That's why you always see like, you know, people like love, still loving Glenn Miller music when they were, you know, 90 <laughs> yeah. years old. Like, oh, yeah. I, that makes sense because they were right. 18 when they first heard In the Mood or something like that. Yeah. So uh, w- one of the reasons I think 70s movies are overrated a little bit. Because the critics that were writing about these movies in the 90s and 2000s saw those movies when they were kids. It was like, oh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller is so much better than... and so. Are you saying McCabe and Mrs. Miller is not good? This is, I've never seen it. Okay, it's Mar- it's, okay it's, that's, a, that's a really good pull for a movie you haven't seen. That's, uh, but I know, I know the movie, I know the director, uh, but... See, I think. Do you know what I'm saying about? I know what you're saying. I'm saying I, I try to. I, I think try maybe to, I think of it in a more charitable sense, which is that it maybe takes until those people grow up and start writing about movies to really understand what was great about those movies. You know what I mean? Like maybe the movies now well, that when, now that Tyler and I and people our age are in our mid 30s and have podcasts and are writing about movies, the movies of the mid to late 90s are getting to classic status they're no longer you know or not that, yeah you know, or not you realize what but now falls that, away like, danny boyle is not a young upstart he's a you right know, right uh we can see his his films as not being just part of the 90s zeitgeist not a train spotting is not a zeitgeist movie if you saw it at the time you would have every reason to dismiss it as a zeitgeist movie with with its yeah. like you know um uh underworld on the soundtrack and like other sort of just uh, remnants of of the era, um, but Train Spotting is now a classic, or at least approaching a classic. I, I have the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame year, rule of uh, twenty five years before I'll uh, <laughs> allow something to be christened a classic. So, um, so we're we're uh, into Train Spotting. Train Spotting is only twenty years old. Now. Okay. So we're into ninety one now, is what we're looking at. Uh, yeah, ninety one. Bugsy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If Bugs is classic. JFK. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's that's a classic. Science either. of Lambs. That one Tom best Slam's picture, classic, yeah. right? Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, I'd say Beauty and the Beast is a classic. All right, what else is ninety one? City Slickers, That's pretty good. I think people would consider Tyler, you're crushing this. Barton Fink. Barton Fink's a classic. What for me? Barton Fink is my favorite movie of all time. What? Yeah, but that might, this might. Be, I mean, I do think it's a great movie. I can watch it all the time. But this might be kind of the Kmart special thing you're, th- you're talking about because I saw yeah. it at that time. Right. Because I saw it. My story listeners have heard this before, especially this guy Ian, who apparently has memorized every episode. <laughs> um, we were talking about video stores at the beginning of the podcast. This will be a good well, coming full circle here. We can look toward wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about video stores. Um, I didn't. We weren't uh, members of a video store. We went to the grocery store video yeah. counter uh-huh. yeah. the schnooks grocery had a video counter and i would be allowed to pick out a movie um if i if i was at the grocery store with my parents or whatever uh and i always like as again as i mentioned i liked comedies and uh i just saw this movie i had never heard of it but it had john Goodman on the cover making a funny face with a he holding up his tie with, yeah. a, with yeah. a like bikini gal uh, on the underside of the tie and i was like oh i like john goodman he's being goofy in this movie I'm going to watch this. And right. it was, it blew open the doors of perception for me because it is no. what I'm talking about. Uh, the Kmart. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and so 
Barton Fink is not, I do think it's a legitimately great movie, but I also know that it represents something to me that is much larger than, um, than it is. And that's why it will always be my favorite movie. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm to go back to the idea of, of the movies we've seen the most. Um, great question, by the way. Did no, they, I think who it, asked that? Did David ask that? I think I asked. David, a good question. that was a great question because I think it it opens up yeah. a lot of avenues because there are different times in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to simply go by okay, just sheer number of times, then I'd probably say you know, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, the stuff that I watched yeah. between zero and eight. Yeah, yeah, and I watched it over and over and over again, sure. and then it just right like a little kid would have watched Frozen. Yeah. Now exactly, I watched oh. Honey I Shrunk the Kids like three times. Sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you get older and you just start seeing more movies, and so these these other films that you grew up with just sort of find their place, and then you still have affection for them, and you, you yeah. move on. Uh, and then it's the same as like you know when I was. I was kind of in a weird, weird position when I was 16, my parents and I moved from Denver to Southern Missouri at the beginning of summer. So I literally had no one to hang out with. And the video store near me had, uh, uh, their, 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 their new releases, but then there are the catalog titles, which are older films. And those were 50 cents. And I was just like, well, I know what I'm doing this summer. Right. And at 50 cents, I could take risks on things that I hadn't really heard before, uh, heard of before. And so I went in the same way you did with Barton Fink, where it's just like, eh, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. And so I see this movie like, I don't know what this, what these words Glengarry Glenn Ross mean, but uh, <laughs> I like this cast. Let's give it a shot. And it just like blew me away. And so then that one I would just return to over and over again for, a, for probably two years. Really? And for a long time it was in my top 10. And it's still very good, but it's simply that I've seen more movies now and it has fallen. It's going to, it's always probably going to be in my, in my top hundred, but it's, it's not near my top 10 anymore because I've just seen more movies. Um, and I probably haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in at this point, four or five years. Whereas there was a time when I'd probably watch it every two or three months. Wow. You know, and, uh, and yeah, that's no, kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously yeah. your own personal relationship with these movies. Yeah. Also, um, I'm just looking at, because you mentioned Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross, I was looking at your DVDs here. Um, as we get older, we get have more of a DVD collection because we have, you know, expendable income and yeah. stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm going the other way. Really? Yeah, I've well, completely, I don't collect movies at all. I don't I, collect anything that you can't get online. Well, that, I guess that actually speaks to what I'm saying. Um, in the early to mid-90s, when Tyler and I are budding uh, cineasts, we don't have... Uh, we don't have the internet and when we do have the internet we don't have movies like there's no iTunes or anything so the dozen movies to 20 movies that you own on VHS you watch them over and over again I've seen the Hudsucker Proxy to stick with the Coen Brothers (laughs) so many times because I owned it it was a very big deal when I would like go and buy a movie on VHS and because I had you know 25 of them Uh and so just like all right. It's it, for me. It's the same with video games. When I was younger and played video games, I had I played Super Mario Kart a lot because it was one of the six games I owned because they cost like seventy bucks. Uh, yeah, and music was the same way because you had to, you didn't have Spotify. You had to yeah. own a CD. So I yeah. I learned that Violent Femmes uh, <laughs> career retrospective added up like from front to back because that was one of the few CDs that I had. So I was gonna uh, before we started recording, uh, and you were looking Wayne over uh, looking yeah. my my DVD and Blu-ray collection. I was going to ask Impressive if you, if you oh yeah. thank you uh, uh, to a point. Um, 
after a while I get, I almost get, uh, embarrassed of it because I feel like I look at that. I feel like people look at that and just think, huh, he probably could have done a lot of charitable work with, uh, <laughs> with the money spent on that. But, uh, but yeah, I was going yeah. to ask, We're was there ever podcast every week? We're educating <laughs> motherfuckers. That's, that's true. Uh, and so, uh, was there ever a time when, when you like collected movies or is it just not to that level that, uh, that you just want? I to never own? really, I, I always thought like, no, I never really collected movies. Hmm. I, I did. This is a, just a quick sidebar. I did collect, I wrote a book about this guy, Pete Maravich. Right. And one of the reasons I got into that book was I started collecting Pete Maravich game footage, which hmm. was these weird collectors all over the country and the world that would have these and, they would tape trade. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how I got a lot of stuff on V8. Now it's all on DVD, yeah. DVD and stuff. But a lot, but again, that was something you could not see on TV. You could not rent in a uh, library or in a video store. This was, so that's why I collected that kind of stuff hmm. just to be able to trade with other people. And you and also, you had, rather than collecting things, you had a, you had a hobby. It was which a hobby. Was, it which, turned into a book. Well, no, that like that was an actually collecting things, but you also uh, you collected collected experiences of uh, riding roller coasters. That was a big thing for you for a long time, oh my right? God, yes, it's true. You know, I was a member of the what American was it? Coaster Enthusiast. Yes, ACE. Yes, yeah. yeah. I've considered joining. I'm you have, a coaster yeah, yeah. Enthusiast. There's actually a picture of me on the cover of I want to say the. It's one of what's the Valley newspaper? Is there was there is there a Valley newspaper? There is, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of me on the cover riding, I believe, Batman for the first time. Mm. They sent a reporter out because we got to ride before anyone else did. The ACU <laughs> members of Southern California, oh, and, that, and, and that was the day I quit because <laughs> i met these people like all right this is maybe a subgroup i don't need to be part of <laughs> okay so you quit because there's like i don't know really it, yeah. it wasn't like oh no uh people found the ace no it's no no, no really no. popular now no it was just like i was like I, I think i've gotten enough out of this the main thing you got was the listing of roller coasters that's all i wanted was yeah because i wanted to because i was traveling a lot doing stand-up doug benson is the same way mm-hmm. he I loves that about him yeah yeah he loves roller coasters so I just thought, oh, this would be good if I'm in Ohio. I'll go to King's, whatever that thing is, Dominion. And do you still love roller coasters? Not. I'm a little. I can't quite. I can't do like more than like four without sort of now like getting a little headache. It's like yeah. it's, uh, the thrill is a little gone. But I'll go on. I mean, I'll go on any roller coaster. My friends and I on Friday went to Disneyland, uh-huh. uh, and I have an annual pass, so I go pretty regularly. And Jen and I will go for just like six yeah. hours yeah. and then go home. But my friends do not have that. And so, you know, when people are actually paying for the day, it's just like, okay, we got to get as much as we can out of the day. And so we stayed for like 11 hours. And by the end of it, partner's like, oh, yeah, I haven't done this in a while. It's like, my feet hurt. I'm tired. Like, just whereas even just five years ago, I'd been like, 11 hours, awesome. And part, and, now you know and i re- i recognize like i'm not an older person but i'm definitely yeah yeah getting it's a little older. weird yeah but was there is there a new disney coaster or anything that i should know about by the way i heard the excuse me harry potter ride a universal is the greatest coaster slash motion what did they call it like um when you're simulator yeah motion simulator oh, okay. ever built in the history of the world all right. So I just, somebody went on it and said it was 
blew their mind. From what I because there's two right, there's two big right. Is this the, it just opened, the, the it just, flight of the hippogriff, or is this the other? There's, there's two right. This is uh, oh, I don't shoot. know. I don't know. I, I haven't been yet to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I went to the it's one new. in Florida. Yeah, it's brand and new. there are two big simulators. Oh, okay, there. okay. And one of them has not made the trip here yet. Yeah. And the other, from what I hear, it's exactly the same as that one. And I went on it, and it's fine. Oh, okay. All right. I don't. I didn't think it was that that amazing. The one that did not make it here, I thought was much better, uh, from well, a simulation I'm sure. standpoint. I'm sure it will make it, it pro- eventually. Um, what I will say is, uh, they there are no new things at, at Disneyland, but they will update rides from time to time. And they updated the Matterhorn, which I mm-hmm. did not, and I did not know that they uh, they had updated the track a couple years ago, and it's a much smoother, much faster ride. Uh, but then they uh, they updated the animatronics of the uh, Abominable Snowman uh, right. a few months ago, and it's great. It looks it's uh, multiple uh, points of articulation to speak in terms of uh, action <laughs> figures, um, and uh, and it's genuinely frightening at that point. And uh, you know, I like I like when they. I'm sure there are some purists out there that say just no, just leave the leave the oh, Matterhorn yeah, as it is, yeah. and it's just no, make it make it more re- make Do it relevant. Do they still have Imagineers? Yeah, that's what they're officially called. Do they still exist? I mean, are they... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there are people... That's their job. Yeah, they're raking it in, I guess. Love I don't it. know, I assume. The, I wish but. we'd come... I wish we'd hit on this roller coaster thing earlier, because we got to wrap up, but I uh, I want to talk about what are the great roller coaster scenes oh. in movie history. Well, I'll tell you one right off the top of my head. Is it Fear? I knew you were going to say Fear. <laughs> with Richard <laughs> Spoon and... Uh, no. Uh, Marky Mark? No, it's um, Final Destination 4? Oh, wow. Think. Three is three. the coaster. The three, three. You're the correct. last one I saw. I didn't yeah, see four yeah. or five. I thought that one was quite terrifying. Yeah, because that's the fear of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. Yeah, uh, that is the fear that the bolts come oh, in because yeah. it always, especially on those wooden rickety ones, you're always like, is this, is it, is this right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess it is. Yeah, why am I? <laughs> Nobody's died yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> it just, just seems too frantic, <laughs> crazy. Uh, and then you're like, oh, yeah, the bolts loosen because of all the shake. Okay, and now we're flying off it. There aren't, I can't think of any other. <laughs> the other one that comes to mind to me is True Romance, where there's a, sure. a, the negotiation of a drug deal, I think, is, right, uh, right. is done on Wait, the Wait, wasn't there one with the, uh, the Michael, um, Douglas, where he's getting stalked, and she takes the kid on a roller coaster ride. What is that? Is that a fatal attraction? Fatal attraction. Yeah, okay. she doesn't. She kidnap the kid. So long. I don't remember. Yeah, that. she takes the kid. Wait, let me think. There's, there is another one where the roller coaster goes off the rails, right? Hmm. Probably. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It seems like more than one movie yeah, yeah, in the yeah, history yeah. of film would do that. Um, there was. This isn't oh, so much a, a roller coaster. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. the doom. That's true. That's that's not really a roller coaster, but it uh, it basically is. Is, <laughs> yeah, is there anything in Cape Fear? I know you said Fear. Does Cape Fear have a roller coaster? Mm, I'm not so familiar with the new one. Yeah, the old yeah. one has a scene at a bowling alley. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. That's, that's Tyler's know. idea of a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fair. All right. This has been fun. We'll, we'll, let's all... Think about roller coaster movies in the off time. We'll have right, right. back. We'll talk There's about a movie it. called Coaster, by the way. If, if but it's, a, mis- it's about protecting the wood on the, yeah, the, yeah, no, the table. There is a movie called Coaster. I thought it was about a guy who's just like not really putting a lot of effort in his, <laughs> into his job and is still getting promoted. Right. It was remade as Slacker a couple years later. <laughs> so uh, we're at BattleshipRetention.com. That's where you can find this episode and all the other episodes in, in this show and all the shows in the BP fleet and all of our movie reviews and all the other things. 
that we do. Um, that's at BattleshipRetention.com. You can email us at David at BattleshipRetention.com or Tyler at BattleshipRetention.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Davey Pretension. Tyler is at Tyler Pretension. Tyler has another pod, couple of other podcasts. Yep. Uh, one's called Worth Playing For and one's called More Than One Lesson. Yep. You want to fill us in on anything going on over there? Worth Playing For. We're talking about Survivor because that's what we do, me and Jen. Um, and then More Than One Lesson, uh, this... Let's see. Okay, yeah. So when this goes up... Um, there will be a, a new mini-sode as we, uh, Wayne, we are going through on my other podcast, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we are doing is we're going through the best picture winners through the years. Talking about the That's my thing. That's for you. That's yeah. my thing. Um, and, uh, Give me a year, I'll tell you. <laughs> 45. I, 45. What do you got? That's uh, the, the, the alcohol one, the last weekend. Oh, last weekend, yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, I mean none. I mean, keep going what you were saying. That's okay, the end of our right. game. That's the end of that game. It's, we'll just go year by year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, <laughs> we will be talking. So we, we're working backwards. Yeah. And so we got to, we are at 68. 68? Oh, that's yeah. the only G-rated movie ever to win an Oscar. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Oh, really? Which is? Oliver. That's right. I, there's an exclamation point at the end of that. One. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you? How am I supposed to say it? Go. You say Oliver. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I say it. And then the next year, the only X-rated movie won a Best Picture. That's correct. Oh wow. Yeah. And, uh, and those were the first the two Best Pictures with, with rating systems. Oh, I guess that's right. right? Yeah, that's true. Um, Guys, well, you, yeah, I, really I, it's a lot them, of knowledge. It took them a while to sort of center in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. how are we going to do this? <laughs> we just we want to use them all. How do we do <laughs> right. that? Um, cut yeah, to, so, cut uh, to Pat. So if you want to hear, uh, hear us talk about Oliver, just go to morethanonelesson.com. <laughs> talk about what? Oliver. You're right. Okay. Uh, my other podcast is called Hey, Watch This with Paul and David. It's about TV, but I have no idea what's going on over there because I'm on a sabbatical. <laughs> um, and uh, Wayne, where can people find you uh, on the um, internet? I am just at Fetterman. I have a website. And this weekend, when you hear this, will be the fifth annual Wayne Fetterman International Film Festival. Oh, how do we not talk at about Cine Family. We don't have to. I like talking about other things. So mm. it's. But there's a lot of Patton Oswalt, Zach Galifianakis, Tig Notaro, Matt Besser, Rob Corddry, um, Michael Keegan, Michael Key, <laughs> Keegan yeah. Michael Key, and a couple other people. Doug Benson, we're doing an interruption of Willy Wonka and hmm. the Chocolate Factory. That sounds fun. So, um, but you can go to cinefamily.org for that. But basically, just at Fetterman and WayneFetterman.com. Very simple. All, All right. right. Very exciting. Thank you so much for being on here. This was fun. As always, lots of fun. There's a reason that this guy, Ian, loves you so much. Not wow. quite Josh Fadum levels, but you know what? <laughs> uh, maybe after this, maybe after this, you will graduate. So, okay. Thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Ian. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.